0: this is a my michelle live podcast weekend review a look back at the week and forward to the weekend
1: music movies goodies and more it's my My michelle Michelle live Live weekend Weekend Review. review here's michelle
0: hey more than just weekend review thank you so much big voice guy We are actually looking at the entertainment that you can indulge in this weekend. I have a surprise for you because we have a guest today that doesn't come on that often, but when he does, boy, it is awesome. Uh, We have a shared love for superheroes and superhero movies. And uh, this is a man who, uh, okay, I'm going to, we've turned you into a verb, Adam and I, Adam Holtz and I have turned you into a verb. (laughs) We have. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we, we we'll get really uh, spirit. We'll get really spiritual about something, and then we'll say, "Hey, you just you just Paul Ace-ed it." You know, when we'll, we, <laughs> you can spiritualize or make a life lesson out of burnt toast, you know, you know you've arrived. So yes, he's the man who wow. is a verb. Uh, it is time to get you plugged in with plugged in Paul. Yeah, I'm
2: curiously, I'm Paul Acey. Here we are.
0: Ta-da! Well, welcome to the show, uh, My Michelle Live. If you are new to My Michelle Live, um, hey, I'm so glad to have you. We went uh, totally digital uh, in November. Um, I and uh, Paul and I have been broadcasting together for a long, long time. So if you're just finding us, don't feel like you're late to the game. You know we're just we're just ba- brand new, 100% digital. So you're in on the ground floor. Some fun stuff that is going on right now. Uh, we're going to get you plugged into the movies. We're going to talk more about stuff that uh, Paul uh, has has written some great books and some encouraging books and. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well. It's good to have you, Paul.
2: Thank you so much for having me here. It's always a thrill to talk with you. I, I love talking <clears throat> with you any chance I get.
0: We have a good time. We really do have a good time. <laughs> um, so, um, what we usually do, we talk a bit about movies, TV, some entertainment. Uh, we give our picks of the week what what you should see and what you probably might want to stay away from Uh, so just to get you prepared uh, and to remind you because it's been a while so I wanted to talk about some of the films this week that are out and of course you can go to pluggedin.com now pluggedin.com does more than just give you what the movie's about or their opinion Uh, because you know opinions are a dime a dozen everybody's got one and i'm at to ad nauseum everyone gives one so what you guys do is more than that let's talk about what plugged in does
2: yeah plugged in does a little bit of everything. we We are a Christian entertainment review site. so we we look at uh, movies, television, music, video games, books, even technology. and uh, we we talk about them as objectively as we can. As you say, you know, we're, we're always very opinionated and I'll, I'll be sh- happy to share my opinion with anybody who asks. But but for the most part, the, the, the site is set up so that, that parents can go, anybody can go and look at a review and see some of the problem areas that you might run into, some, some worldview issues or some extreme violence or sexual issues, that type of thing. And we sort of lay it out all on the line so the parents can can give, can look at a review and say, yeah, this is appropriate for my family. Or, nah, I think maybe we'll skip this. Well, yeah. Um, you just sort of give you information so that you can decide. It's, it's great because, look, time is
0: precious. Um, people are spending more time scrolling through Netflix and Prime and some of the other things, scrolling endlessly, what can I watch? So what I recommend is going to Plugged In, even if you don't have kids at home, because you can scroll through, you can see what anything is about, and then you're not wasting your time. You just aren't because, man, you guys have saved me. I I think my favorite example is there was a movie out a couple of years ago called The Snowman or something like that. I was like, ooh, that looks kind of cool. And the trailers, whoever put those things together, those bad boys, they did a great job because I was hooked in. Bring her in, bring <laughs> her in, right? And then I saw the Plugged In review and I went, oh, That is so not for me. You saved me money. Uh, I owe you a dinner, probably. I think half of America does as well. So having said that, let's talk about some of the new films that are out, what might be worth a see, and what, you know, might come with a uh, caveat.
2: Yeah, you bet. One of the the movies that I'd probably like to highlight, especially this week, is a movie called A Week Away. Um, This is a Netflix movie and it pairs three words that i never thought i would actually combine in a sentence together that's christian musical on netflix um it Wait, is what? netflix exactly right Wait. a christian musical i was just on- tuning
0: out now you got my attention again
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty delightful movie. So there you go. You you have a fourth word there. A good Christian musical on Netflix.
0: <laughs> um, hey, is... Paul, we've gotten to the point where it's where you know. For a lot of years just having good and christian movie in the same <laughs> sentence because dang you watched it because you thought maybe i'll get more i mean you know if you're if you're not a faith by grace by faith kind of a person you know and you're a, a workser you know you're going i'm totally earning brownie points by watching
2: this film <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
2: absolutely right absolutely right so so this movie It's pretty interesting. It's the first movie, I think, that that has been, uh, that Netflix has actually sort of sponsored, has actually rolled out to the public specifically for a Christian audience. Okay. And it's about this guy named Will, who he's a teen, he's been out of, uh, he's been out of in the foster home system for for a long time. He's bounced around to 22 different homes. He has gotten in trouble with the law. He is actually probably gonna be on his way to juvie after, after this camp experience is done because he stole a police car. But he's given one more chance by his current foster mother and says, why don't you go to this Christian camp? And it, it's actually camp, a week away, and uh, so he. A week away. A week away. So a week go away.
0: Goes. A week away. A week away. A week away. A week. That's
2: go, right? Exactly what I was thinking. Do
0: do do, 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 do The lion sleeps tonight. Gotcha. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think we're so, already having way too much fun. I
1: know. I know. <laughs> Cancelled. I
2: it's a, it's a Christian camp. He's not really into the Christian scene. He's actually kind of mad at God when he, when he goes. Uh, but he meets the camp director's daughter named Avery. And, of course, they strike up this friendship. The friendship becomes a little bit more. They have to deal with, you know, the golden boy of the camp. And Will has to sort of figure out his way around that. Um, and they sing. And they dance. And they talk <laughs> about God. And they learn some really valuable lessons as the movie goes on. It, our, I got to tell you, our reviewer who, who reviewed the movie for us, Emily Clark, she loved it. <clears throat> loved it. Now she's kind of a musical fan, and she was familiar with a lot of the songs here because what we're dealing with is a lot of the songs that are used in the musical environment come from Michael W. Smith, Keith Stevens, wow. Stephen Curry, okay. uh, Audio Adrenaline. All these songs from back in the day that you and I are probably very, very familiar with. Uh, they use these as sort of the musical numbers, and she found herself not able to take as good at notes at times because she was busy singing and dancing along. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that sounds like my little... life. That's me. <laughs> life in my household is a B-rated musical, man. Break into song and dance at any moment. It's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, it yeah. sounds like I can relate to this thing.
2: Yeah, that's that's my breakfast right there. I, <laughs> I get my cereal pour my Cheerios, start singing and dancing. Isn't that, isn't that the way everybody operates?
0: I thought so, but, you know, true story. I have a son, and um, he went to a friend's house with, you know, just a play date, right? This is a kid, young kid, play date. Comes home, hey, baby, did you have a good time? They're kind of weird, Mom. Why? They don't sing and dance. I'm like, oh, gosh, he thinks that's normal. <laughs> cool
1: all right <laughs> that's awesome
0: that's true story okay i know we're going off on tangents here but this this film again the name of the film weekend away a week away A week, a week away. Away. and it's That's going
2: right. to be out on netflix uh this weekend so it it should be you know it's one of those movies that i worry a little bit could get lost because netflix offers so much stuff but for christian families This is kind of a treat. Uh, You obviously have a little bit of romance. You have a little bit of friction between some of the actors. But for the most part, this is a very, very family-friendly show. And it's probably worth a look.
0: Awesome. Okay, a week away. I'm really excited about that, that there's actually something to get excited about. I wanted to talk... um, a series uh, because I'm pr- I got pretty excited about it and that is um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I I watched it. I, I found it kind of a yawner. It was kind of an- and I Did don't you- know. Did
2: you? I did not, but but we, let let's talk about this. Okay, let's, uh, so let them-
0: I thought it was interesting because I love the backstories, and that's to me part of why the Marvel Universe. I you you guys hear me say this a lot. Uh, part of why I think the Marvel Marvel Universe is such a success because the characters are relatable. They're not these perfect Superman or Wonder Woman without flaws in any way, shape, or form. They're you know these demi demi dogs without you know on and on marvel they're they're just people with abilities and they have these struggles and i i will say what i liked about it was uh I've always been a Bucky Barnes fan I like his struggle uh, the things that he's gone through the humor that you see I've never I, it's been since the first uh, Captain America movie where we got to see some of his sassiness and humor that was really fun to come back to um, and then seeing some of the backstory the real struggle again that Falcon has and in, in helping someone those things were kind of interesting but I i guess I'm not used to this long I, I'm used to watching a marvel uh movie and coming to some kind of conclusion not leaving a door open going okay what's going on here so that's where i was like uh
2: yeah no i i get that i get that and did you watch wandavision by any chance
0: i did watch wandavision and episode one was kind of like what's going on here. If I wanted to watch, uh, you know, a black and white 1950s style show, I'd just watch reruns of Bewitched or, you know, so, or, or something. Um, but you knew that there was a, you like, it's building to something. And boy, did it. I loved WandaVision. I loved it. Uh, it did get very, very dark. I mean, very dark at the last two episodes, which was kind of disappointing because up to then, for all of your family you could enjoy it
2: yeah i when i watched wander one division one of the things that that i thought is i wanted to see these characters actually in a sitcom that would go for a year you know in some ways and 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 the setup for one division was so creative and so unexpected
0: wasn't it it was awesome that way
2: it was it was really amazing and I I think you're you are absolutely right it was stronger earlier than it was later and when it gets into the later uh episodes it gets darker and it gets a little more typical actually but the creativity of WandaVision honestly the reason why I bring it up is I think that maybe WandaVision might have spoiled us a little bit for the more traditional Falcon and Winter Soldier you know get
0: out you you are so right. You just got into my psyche. Get out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> It felt like when you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it feels like the beginning of a Marvel movie, a very traditional Marvel movie. And we've seen all those time after time after time after time. And that doesn't make it bad, but it does make it very expected. We, we yeah. feel the boots. We know these characters. There's nothing new, nothing different to pull us in. Um, it, it, so because of that, it just feels a little bit more... <sighs> Normal? As, as much as normal can be with a guy with, with uh, a bionic arm and a guy <laughs> with wings on his back, um, it, it felt a little bit more typical. Now, from my perspective as a, as a plugged-in reviewer, the show also had more problems than WandaVision 2, right? It had... Some PG-13 level swearing that we didn't hear a lot of mm-hmm. in WandaVision. It felt mm-hmm. more violent in a lot of ways. And people yeah. actually die. They get hurt and, and even die in this, this opening episode. So, so those, are, those are cautionary elements. But I am still curious to see where the show goes. It's interesting to see this new, can we get into spoilers here? Do you want me to? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: that's fine. You can just, if you're, if you don't want to be spoiled, just do the la, 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 la. Yeah. (laughs) I'll wave you on when it's safe.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so no, 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 no. So we have a new Captain America on the scene, right? And I'm interested to see where that character goes. We know who yeah. John Walker, the new Captain America, is in the from the comics, and he's sort of this this hyper Uh, this hyper-patriot. So you have that element along with the the flag smashers that are against any sort of nationalism at all. Um, So I think that we have some creative tensions that I'm looking forward to see where they go from.
0: I'm both looking forward to and wondering if they're if they're going to get 2020, 2021 political.
1: Okay, Mm -hmm. you
0: know, instead of the traditional comics? Are they going to preach a message that is only indicative to this time? And then, or if they're thoughtful enough to look forward and say, you know, we're going to look back in five and 10 years and laugh at this time and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So I don't know. I, I wonder, what do you think?
2: No, I, I, I am curious about that as well. It does feel... More topical, you know. I think that that in Wandavision, just even the setup with all these different sitcoms from so many different decades, it gives it sort of a timeless, a more timeless feel, and a more on a more centered family feel. This one feels like it's issues driven, and I do think that it'll probably Uh-oh. get Uh-oh. more Uh-oh. political than some of us would like.
0: Yeah, you know, because I, I at this point I am just plain tired of. Everything having to be... Political. I live in uh, the northwest corner of the United States in Seattle. Uh, you can't go to a Sounders match without politics in your face. I don't go to a game to get political. I go to a game to escape all of that. I don't care who you voted for, what your leanings are, the color of your skin, what you ate for breakfast. Man, when we're at a game, we can, we should be. I, I love the, the feeling of we all. All stand together and we do sing the national anthem because uh, while let me just get political. I'm sorry for a moment. Well, we're always going to struggle with liberty and justice for all. We sing that national anthem because that's what we ad- what we aspire to. We're working on that together, and so I love that. So you know, get the politics out of it. So yeah, I'll be disappointed, but let's let's look at another superhero. Uh, th- Gosh, it's it should have been broken into a se- series because four hours of Justice League, really? Are you kidding me? I mean, that's like that's like an all day thing, man. By the time you get up from that, your hindquarters are 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 tingling from falling asleep. I mean, that's just. ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous! Is it worth four hours? I mean, you've got to be dang good to be worth four hours of my time, unless it's broken up.
2: Well, I got to say that when you were t- giving your introduction on on all the good things that plugged in does, and thank you so much for that. Um, one of the things that I was thinking of is—is is we watch movies like Zack Snyder's Justice League so that you don't have to. You know, <laughs> it is—it is a commitment. You have to sit down there, and I was the guy who reviewed it. And—and and granted, did you get way- paid overtime for that? <laughs> I, I should have gotten hazard pay. Really. Oh, boom. It it is one of those things, and and granted, the way we review movies now, you're not sitting in a cushy movie theater, you don't have your, you know, I'm I'm sitting at my desk, not unlike what I'm doing right now, and you're watching it on a small screen, you're taking the notes, it is not exactly a cinematic experience. But I'll tell you, four hours of Justice League felt like four hours, and that's not what uh, that's not what a superhero movie should should feel like. It or an epic like film,
0: or an epic film, Paul. I mean, think about back in the day watching Lord of the Rings, and that was like, are you kidding me? Three hours worth of movie? But that movie, uh, was you got to the, and you knew it was a long movie, but man, you were entertained. All of the film, the ups, the downs, the quiet parts, and... I can watch that film again and again. It is just um it's a masterpiece as far as I'm concerned. Lord of the yeah. Rings, woo, baby. Um so you you do 4 hours, it better be a masterpiece. It better be a Gone with the Wind. Oops, I'm sorry, canceled. Uh or you know, <laughs> Lord of the Rings something like that. So what are yeah. some of the problems?
2: Well, it, it's interesting. I had a chance to watch uh, both Justice Leagues. I reviewed both of them. in um, And, and I'll, I will just sort of walk through. Let me give actually a couple of positives because four hours gives you a lot more time for character development. Okay. And there is some greater <clears throat> character development in in the newer one you you find okay. a lot more out about cyborg it really becomes his movie in a sense you find out a little bit more about the flash who is always one of the funnest characters in this movie um but it is long and it is long for really no great reason um the other thing that is really difficult about it is they couldn't afford
0: it's... people to cut Is that, you think
2: that? (laughs) (laughs) It's like they threw, so they gave Zack Snyder another $70 million on top of the $300 million that the original made. Uh, Um, So, yeah, yeah. So he had $70 million to play with, and it feels like... It feels as if he just didn't have anybody saying no. There's a scene where someone sings for four minutes, just sings like this sort of funeral-like dirge as Aquaman goes back into the water. And I, I was kind of thinking, you know, for a four-hour movie, this is a place we could have cut. Fifteen seconds would have been good. Um, <laughs> the other odd thing about it, and and frustrating thing for me as as a reviewer for Plugged In, is that it's an R-rated cut. They moved it into R-rated territory. Um, They had a little bit more language. They had some F-words that you had to account for. The blood was a little bit more extreme. Um, It was unfortunate to see. And I understand that there are some R-rated superhero movies out there when you're talking about characters like superman like wonder woman like batman these are characters that grew up in a more innocent age right thank you and and hold on
0: you keep talking i'm grabbing one of your books uh your batman book
2: i'll be right back (laughs) (laughs) you bet so so they have these these characters that we've grown accustomed to decade after decade after decade and these characters are also, you know, originally part of let's let's be honest, a lot of their comics were intended for children and 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 I think that when you bring Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, these characters that we've grown up with, I grew up watching Super Friends on Saturday morning, yes, TV.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And, and, and Sorry, Gen Z, you missed out on Saturday mornings. That was <laughs> that was something to live for. That was when life was good. Not a care in the world, your bowl of cereal. Parents slept in and you just, you super friends it up. Yeah.
1: No,
2: it was fantastic back <sighs> in the day. And, and so these characters, I don't think they feel that comfortable, honestly, in an R-rated world. Now, you can make an argument for that okay. man Obviously, but but for me, you don't need R-rated content to make a really powerful story. Based around these characters.
0: No, and then the other thing about that is the the it the timing's bad. This is a time where we really want to come together. We are spending an exorbitant amount of time with our families in lockdown. So what you're doing in in upping it to an R rating is ostracizing some of the audience, um, and that's not how you build a franchise either. You know, if you want to really build your franchise, and you're playing second fiddle in a lot of ways to the Marvel. Universe, you're going to want to make it more accessible to more of your uh, audience, and you're not doing that when you're dropping f bombs all the time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and to riff a little bit off of that, the other thing about this movie, as you talk about, you know, we've all been dealing with COVID for more than a year now. We have been living with a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of issues as time has gone on. Um, We turn to superheroes and, more specifically, superhero movies to have fun, to be entertained, maybe even be inspired. Zack Snyder's Justice League ends on a really down note. No, and and I think that that it honestly it it made me feel a little bit grimy as the show finally came to an end Um, and that's not the way I want to feel after I've watched dude if
0: I've invested four hours of my freaking life I want (laughs) to pay off at the end I want a payoff, man. I either need free popcorn and uh, you know a free slushy, and, and or you know at least something. You know I don't want to be left with a downer. So that's it's really too bad. And I I, I also think that uh, Disney it, very smart in the way Disney uh, has presented like Wandavision and now the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Something for us to. Indulge in and get interested in and watch from week to week justice league with all of those four hours man you really could have done that right i mean you could broken it up into an eight part series um that would have been maybe a little bit more palatable so there you go i think uh we we've lest we spend four hours talking about it let's move on and i could i'll tell you anything else that uh, is maybe worth a mention for this weekend
2: you know I'm going to mention resurrection uh, it is this uh, this is a Bible based movie that you will find on Discovery plus uh, okay so it, Discovery plus is obviously a new streaming system. Um, Roma Downey and Mark Burnett are the folks behind Resurrection and you're familiar with a lot of their biblical work. They, they were famous for bringing the Bible to the History Channel several years ago that, that broke all sorts of ratings records. Um, this new movie. Uh, is, is, as you might guess from the title, about Jesus and the resurrection. Um, it doesn't deal as much with the crucifixion as a lot of these stories do. It actually begins in earnest after Jesus is gone, and the huh. disciples are trying to figure out what to do next. They're fearful. They doubt that Jesus will come back. They're, they're worried that the, the Romans may be after them next. Uh, so it, it gives a little bit of a grounding and and we watch, we watch this show, not as much through Jesus's eyes, but through Peter's and we watch him transform from, uh, the man who denied Jesus three times before his crucifixion to the man who would become the rock of the church. And Hmm. the transformation I think is pretty fascinating. I had a chance to talk with Roma Downey about this project. Oh, did you? i did i did she was she tends to do a
0: labor of love in these doesn't she
2: she really does attention to detail yeah yeah she really you can tell that these projects mean something deeply to her and she was saying that this is a great chance for families to come together and watch something in advance of easter you know and i i think that she's she's very proud of the production and i think that it, it holds up pretty well
0: all right what else did she say i'm kind of interested
2: we had share a really, share. Yeah, we we really did, and and I think that she was very very excited about everything that had had gone on. She had talked she talked to me a little bit about how she had watched a lot of these Easter shows as she was a child growing up in Ireland. You know, it was the 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 biblical movies became sort of a part of her childhood. Uh, she was mentioning that, that sometimes those biblical epics have not aged as well as they might have. And so you have this, uh, this sense that maybe new audiences need new biblical movies. And, and that's what she's really trying to do here. We talked a little bit about how she was trying to reflect um, the realities of the day the the difficult political realities that you have between pilot and and Caiaphas as they battle over this thing um it was it was really nice to talk with her and and i think that uh, that she she just loves doing these projects yeah she really does
0: uh, it's kind of exciting too, and as we get closer to Easter, I am interested in uh, maybe some Easter films that we can indulge in and get our our families—I don't know—geared up for something more important than all of the g- <laughs> crazy things that continue to plague us on the news. Yeah,
2: absolutely. kids need it. And, and families
0: need it. Come on. <laughs>
2: absolutely and that was something that she mentioned as well you know i think that that she is as aware as aware as anybody is about the season that we have come through and she found some interesting parallels between the time that we're living in this this covid post covid time uh and what some of the disciples were dealing with they too were anxious they too were afraid they too did not know what the future held for them and so to watch the story of hope she feels may may offer a little bit of hope to to people who are watching it.
0: I'm glad to hear that you did uh, actually if you go to pluggedin.com uh you Put together a blog on Jesus films where you can stream the story of Christ in time for Easter. Uh, so you have a, a host of suggestions, a thing where you can see things. And I, I appreciate that. Then you take all the research out for us, <laughs> research work. So you might want to go to pluggedin.com. Any other recommendations along those lines for families? You know
2: what? <laughs> there are so many great movies about Jesus out one of the actually four that I mentioned in the blog were essentially word for retelling the gospels that you can find both on on Amazon Prime and on Netflix Uh, they're the gospel of Mark the gospel of Matthew gospel of Luke, gospel of John uh, these word for word uh, cinematic retellings of, of what scripture actually says and on the other end I I'm a sucker for risen, you know. That was a film that came out a few years back. I think it was 2016, and for me to see a story of the resurrection told in such a new and different way, it, it's it's a fictional story, uh, but it takes the this Roman soldier who is tasked yeah. with. Finding out where where this body of this Jewish criminal wound up. Why yeah. did it suddenly disappear? And it sort of unpacks the story from his point of view, and it becomes sort of this this uh, this detective thriller in a way. Yes, and that's a new take that I had not seen before in this age old story. So I'm going to really
0: be honest with you. To me, it felt like a real watching a real movie. Um, this is where we're at in. In this time in history, we're entertained and we get our knowledge and stories from movies and things like that. It helps. It it unfortunately will... kind of mold us in our and th- our thinking process it just really has so a really good story is an important one um but having grown up and heard all the stories and you know it just seems like a okay it's a visualization of the same story that I've heard again and it's an important story I get it but it really does feel like I'm sitting through a church service just a little bit more entertaining so seeing this uh, there are so many other th- there's more to the story um there's the the story of the life, death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ is a fascinating one even if you don't adhere to it, it's a fascinating one and the historical connections the documentation that's there is if you're not a Christian it's you're going ooh, that's Twilight Zoning man right there that's that's some serious woo stuff right? But you think of all of the people that were likely touched by by Jesus. The Bible says that if the, that the world couldn't contain the volumes of books that would be written about the things that Jesus did and the stories. So to speculate on that, no, it's not scripture. No, you can't preach on it, you know, necessarily. But yes, there is some stories there. And that risen, if you haven't seen it, this is the Easter for you to watch it. Boom, there you go. I said my piece.
2: <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that sometimes... Unpacking some of these things, obviously, they're not scriptural, as you say, but they can bring new life in a story that sometimes not we, we sometimes just get too familiar with it, honestly. And so when you, when you bring some new life to these stories, it can help us see these stories in a new and fresh way, and it makes it all the more impactful for those of us who call ourselves Christian.
0: Now, I I didn't I don't have your book down here, so I, I must have been reading it up in in my room. Uh, but uh, you've written quite a few books, and I wanted to get to that. Um, you've you have a way of encouraging us. That's why we've made you a verb. You can Paul AC something, <laughs> and uh, what that means, if you AC it, that means that you have been able to take something, uh, just out of the blue, and be able to make a life lesson, even a spiritual lesson out of it that you can teach your your family, your kids, the next generation, and yourself, right? So it's pretty cool that you you AC stuff. Um, and you've, you, you see that in your book about Batman. You see that in a lot of uh, your writings that you can do that. That's a really important thing, by the way. We're in a weird world, I know, and there's a lot of things out there that are maybe not as kosher for your family as you would really like. But if you can turn the tables on that, your kids are going to be exposed to it. It's it's going to happen. I'm sorry, you know, unless you're living in a bomb shelter, your kids are going to be exposed to stuff. But what can you do with that? That's where you can AC it. And uh, <laughs> and and Paul, I think that's really important. I wanted to talk about your uh, your latest book as well, and that's on a more serious note. And I think um, you, you write a book on depression. We did a, a show where you came on and talked about that. Um, that's a struggle for for people sometimes for for many years some people are experiencing it for the first time since lockdown because it has a a profound effect on our psyche so being able to look i think maybe maybe can i say that i'm speculating but paul maybe we can say that when there are dark or or hard or even negative aspects of our life or personality those can also be the things that god uses to be a blessing to others and even to ourselves and i think you having to deal with the darkness of depression may have been what one of those things that helps you this is my speculation that helps you to look beyond what's happening here to something deeper and man, you see that i mean i get a little teary about it because i joke about acing things but dude that really means a lot to me. And I really want to thank you for being able to use some of the darkness that you've had to experience in life to find light in the world.
2: That's very kind of you. That's, that's really kind. And I, I do believe, honestly, that God uses our, our weaknesses more than he uses our strength. That's really too bad. <laughs> you know, that's I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's absolutely true. I think it's just one of those one of those curious paradoxes within the world of of Christianity that that when we are when we have a weakness and when we're able to show that weakness vulnerability gives us a point of content. With with other people, and I think it's so important. I I got to be honest with you. um, There have been days where I have actually had to read through a couple of passages of my book to give myself encouragement. Even though I wrote it, because sometimes sometimes it can be hard. It can be hard, and uh, that's not to say that. That's not to say that the book is great, but it is to say that sometimes we forget what we know and we have to remember, we have to remember it, you know, and, and the people around us can give us the opportunity to remember the truth and life and hope that we have with, with, with Jesus.
0: And that book is Beauty in the Browns, uh, so that you can pick it up. Um, It's really, it's really a laugh out. How do you write a book on depression that is a laugh out loud book, but it really is a laugh out loud book. And uh, here's what I really want to say. I know, you know, we're talking entertainment, but it's important that I have you here. Look, if, if you've struggled with depression, it's a good book, but if you... Love Someone Who Struggles With Depression, it's a good book. Uh, it helps you to kind of get that insight, because that, that's what you really need. You need to be able to understand people, because it's it, that's not how my mind works. You can have an understanding and maybe an inside look, and that could be a help to people. It could save lives. It can help someone that you love. And in Paul's case, um, it's helped you to AC things, to be able to look at something and see something deeper. So I appreciate that, and and that's something that we can learn from from your writings and from your books how we can take the popular culture that our kids are exposed to that maybe we're going "Uh, I'm not comfortable with this and turn that darn thing around and use it what uh, there's a scripture that says what was intended for evil what was meant for evil God has intended for good so you can use that and turn that around yes and then you have victory so I wanted to talk about maybe some things that we can recommend this weekend. Uh, one thing that I watched the entire first series of this week was The Secret of Sulphur Springs. It's a, um, it's a series that's on the Disney Channel and this series is about a girl who 30 years ago goes missing from a camp um, and a family uh, that turns out has some, the father was at that camp uh, 30 years ago, repurchases a hotel that's right by that camp, right, where all of this stuff happens. And there's some interesting uh, things with their kids. Their kids get involved in this. There's some time travel aspects. And it's it's kind of fun and entertaining, if not drawn out, because it's like, just get to the point already, you know, they're drawing it out over a series. Uh, But there are some While I enjoyed it, there are some elements of things that if you don't come to a conclusion, you think there's some problematic things, some seances, which, come on, let's not lie. That stuff is dangerous stuff. I don't care where you're at on the spiritual spectrum. You know, you should know. That's kind of dangerous stuff. It's not just sweet, innocent kids just having fun. Uh, So there's some problems there with that. And yet, Paul, sometimes in a series or in a film when you see things like that um a redemptive factor or a conclusion or something that makes sense uh can go oh okay you know or or do uh, you, you know what i'm saying can you bail me out here yeah. what am i trying to what am i trying to say
2: <laughs> no you're absolutely right and, and i think that's one of the reasons just to get back to to where we actually started at um it's one of the reasons why plugged in does what it does We outline kind of what's in a movie, what's in a television show and to give parents the information, both the good and the bad. And when you're talking about a a show like Secret of Sulphur Springs, you're talking about some good and some bad. And you have that in almost every single entertainment thing that I can can think of in some ways. Um, And a lot of times you have These, these shows, you know, Ryan, the last dragon is another one from on Mm, on Disney. Good point. It has some, some mythological elements that has some, some issues, but you can use those potentially as a springboard to talk about some greater truth. There you go. So
0: I wanted to take this last few minutes of our interview today. We've gone a little over, but I don't get you very often. So I've been selfish. <laughs> I apologize. But um I was thinking if you could take a, a, a film like Ryan the Last Dragon, for example, or something else that's in your mind and just AC it for us. I'd
2: appreciate it. You know, <laughs> it's 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 an interesting Thing. And, and I think that that I'm not, I, I actually haven't seen Raya, so I can't tell you about that one. But even when I think about something like, we we've, we've spent a long time talking about, like, Justice League, right? And how it was four hours long, and that's way too long for a movie, how it had R-rated content, and that's a problem. And yet, when you look at a movie like that, it does have some strong messages attached to it it has some powerful messages that you can glean from it. Now, this is no suggestion that you need to sit down with your family and watch four hours of R-rated superheroes. But at the same time, when I think about the heroes that are involved there, it's really a message of unity. It's a message where people are gathering together and fighting for something good. They're setting aside what, what might separate them to what might unite them. And in some ways that's a great message for our time, right? Um, One of the things about Zack Snyder's DC movies is that they are saturated with spiritual content. He works very hard at drawing parallels between, between religion and faith and some of his characters. And Superman, which always had been designed oh, yeah. as sort of this messianic character from the very beginning, he strengthens that, that element within his movies. Um, here's another spoiler alert. I'm just going to pause right here. If you haven't seen either of this the Justice Leagues, the movie starts off with Superman dead. They actually bring him back to life through the magic of well, some of the stuff that goes on here, and and this salvific figure uh, becomes a huge conduit. Now, on one level, that's hugely problematic. We can say this is not right. You don't. The only person who is ever, res- you know, this is this is this is an issue spiritually. This is an issue for Christianity. But when you use these characters as sort of metaphors in a way for, for what we can glean from them as Christians, the idea of, of someone coming to save us, there can be some beauty that we can find in, in those stories. Um, it takes sometimes a little bit of work to, to suss it out. And sometimes you get accused of, of spiritualizing bird toast, but, <laughs> but it can be a really powerful teaching tool, not only for you, but for the people around you, and it can make you think of your own faith, your own beliefs in new and powerful
1: ways, I think.
0: I like it. Well, with that, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I know Adam is taking some time off. Adam Holtz is often here with us for our Plugged In Movie Reviews. But, hey, Paul and I go way back, too. And uh, thank you as well for listening. You can watch this on YouTube, our Facebook page, and on My Michelle Live. And then you can hear the podcast version all put together with a lot more elements. If you are on uh, my Michelle live and uh, listening to, I don't know, Apple, everywhere you can hear a podcast. So thank you so much. Let's let's uh, end this thing. Here we go.
2: I'm Paul Easy. Here we are. <laughs> no fears. Michelle Mendoza isn't really leaving. She's just hiding for a few moments before she pops back out. Think of it as peekaboo for grown-ups. From
1: Wild Scrap rush,
2: <laughs> to Gentlemen Refined Stash Wax from Real Bearded Men at MyMichelleLive.com.
1: And I'm feeling
2: good.
0: This is Michelle Mendoza and there is one thing that has me feeling really, really good and looking better than maybe ever before. And you know what it is? One supplement, one very natural supplement called Calatrin. Calatrin is a collagen supplement. You know we lose collagen exponentially, more and more as we get older. So when you replace this in this easy to take, replace as you sleep, take take it before bed bed supplement, it helps you sleep. It gives you clarity of mind, hair, skin, nails, and and configuration all comes into play when you take Calitrin but on top of it people all over the, the nation you know are losing I mean, weight on Calitrin it Butterfly helps you look so I mean, good and feel you know great so we can get you the best deals on Calitrin and you can help us spread the god story by going to my live I mean. clicking on the Calitrin I'm link and using promo code you know I mean. my live it's Calitrin.
2: I feel
0: so good. Thank you, Calatrin. I feel so good.
1: Oh, yeah. More than music.
0: the music today. I'm Michelle Mendoza. You're listening to Entertainment Review. And uh, we often review movies and television shows. You got all that today. But we're also talking about music and getting a little deeper look into music that you may not have heard or otherwise if you haven't tuned in here you may not have heard of before and we're doing it with a friend of mine Don Nyland jr Uh, he's been a long time musician and he sent me his latest I think it's a masterpiece you're gonna hear just a little bit of it as we do our broadcast today it's called house on the sand and there's some a really great story behind it, and why there's so much of the ocean attached to it. So we're going to hear more about that, hear more about the music, and hear more about my friend Don. Uh, I'm going to put on the video as you, if you want to watch us do this program through video. Uh, you can find that on my Michelle Live. Don, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Welcome my friend. So uh, we're watching your video. We'll talk more about this um, uh, immense song. I mean we'll just say it's an epic song. But first I want to talk about music in general. Has music been an interest to you all your life?
1: Yes it has. Uh, My real dad played guitar and uh he uh I would go down the hallway at 5 and open up his guitar cases and look at the strings and stuff when he wasn't home and
0: oh so when was he wasn't home oh. <laughs> <laughs> When I
1: was did you get fascinated with him?
0: When did you finally pick it up though and start playing?
1: Uh I was 9 and my friend a uh, good friend of mine had got an acoustic, and so I had one, and we would sit on my bed and play uh, the Beatles and stuff like that, to sheet music, and sing, sing together. It didn't. Oh it gosh. sounded like two little kids singing.
0: Yeah, but you know what's really funny? I was just, I mean, seconds ago talking to someone about uh, dream concerts. If you could go back in time and see a band, uh, what band would you see? And one of my first things was the Beatles. Um, maybe. I don't know how great they were in concert, but maybe it's just because the sheer history um, of, of the Beatles shaping a lot of our concepts of music and, and rock and roll and uh, you know, just so much of the history of our culture, really. So um, there you go. This is a really pretty video in this song, House of Sand. As you developed as a musician, Uh, you have come to the point where your music, you use it for a purpose. It's not just because you love music, but because you have a deep abiding faith. And and this is where I'm leading in this question, Don. Christian music throughout time has been used just like many religious music for worship, for the purpose of worship and gathering and corporate worship. It's been used for instruction. It's been used for entertainment. And you have a different bent where you use it for maybe all of those things, uh, you know, can touch on it here and there, but really for, for outreach and ministry in a really cool, powerful way that I think our audience will really find interesting.
1: Yeah, I I try to write songs that uh, people that wouldn't normally listen to Christian music uh, will be captivated by and captivated by enough musically to be interested to listen and then will be touched by the power of God through sound.
0: Okay. Uh, This song, House on the Sand, is I say it's epic and it's epic length, certainly. It's almost 12 minutes long. It starts and ends with the sounds of the beach and the ocean. Now, when I found out why it actually floored me, your music has a classic rock feel. It's, you know, again, uh, maybe a wink back to your growing up and your influences. But there's also a purpose to that, too, because that style of music reaches out to one segment of a population that you really think of. As you're making this music and that's people the unforgotten in incarceration
1: yeah i i just broken people you know really broken and uh i can relate to that because of my own broken childhood and i had a, a very hard childhood and a very abusive childhood in my younger years so I know, and I also grew up very small. I had to get shots to grow. I was the smallest in all my schools, all the way up until I was 16. Uh, I was uh, four foot seven at uh, 16 years old, 15 years old. And the doctor said I was as mature as an eight year old boy. So I was very inside of myself through abuse and being very small. And then I had a lot of loving people around me. I had my sisters and my mother and my grandparents. I had a lot of loving people and strangers. People I would meet that my friends' parents that would find out and uh, would love on me and my sisters because they knew we were having difficult. So that, you know, really helped my music reach to people and lead me into prison. I was on a destiny for broken people.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's where, um, frankly, when you told me why the big long lead-in, it's almost uh, in the making of this song. There's a couple of minutes worth of seashore sound. When you told me why, and when you hear why as you're listening, you're gonna be blown away. I never thought of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, people incarcerated, they can't go out and see the ocean, and some people incarcerated will never see the ocean again before they die, they won't ever go to the ocean. So I bring a lot of sound in my music. I've got another song I'm working on with wind and wind chimes. Something you take advantage, you know, wind chimes that you see out here outside your house. And, you know, we have wind chimes around our house and things to make people think. But the ocean, I put three minutes of ocean on there and I I found the best ocean sounds I could. And then I had to edit them uh, for someone to really take them to the ocean so he could listen and, and feel like he was in the at the ocean
0: I love that that's that's that to me that's real ministry right there that's real power um, you know I, I think also maybe if we spent a little more time going to the ocean spending time in nature uh, I don't know there's something about nature that connects us with God. His creation—it sets things right. It gives us an appreciation for life and each other. We spend too much time in lockup and lockdown in our cities, uh, on our concrete streets, and we lose a little bit of that connection. I think that we've talked about it a bit. If you have listened to our SciTech talk, we often talk about in science how God speaks to us through His Word and through his creation. I think that's pretty powerful. So I, I love that connection with nature. And man, this song. Yeah, I, I can't think of another word epic. If you had a word to describe it, what would you describe it? One word, one word, Don,
1: I would just say, uh, it takes you on a journey
0: journey. Yeah, it kind of does. If it, it, uh, it, yeah, you don't see it right now. But if you go to My Michelle Live, you can see after our interview, you can see the um, video that is playing along with our interview. And it is, it is an epic journey. Let's just put those together. It's an epic journey. Don, I wanted to ask you, um, you have a real life. You know, you, you have a real job um, like most of us. I think one of the God stories that we talk about a lot on My Michelle Live has to do with everyday people like you and like me who uh, find ways to make a difference in this world, ways to change lives, ways to reach people. We all have talents. You play the guitar, you write music, I write music, I I do this podcast, uh, painting, writing, whatever talent you may have, if you're good at baking, if you're a crafter, if you have a gift of compassion, I'm talking to you as you're listening. What is your gift? Think about that for just one moment because we're so good at tearing ourselves down and saying, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't math, by the way, in case you were wondering what my biggest failing is, Don. But if I were to ask you, what is your gift? What's something that you feel you're good at, you're proud of? you know, what if you could use that gift and change the world? Don, your gift is obviously guitar playing. So what advice do you have for our listeners uh, as they're thinking about how can I start to change the world? I
1: I say charity, and I know that might not be the answer people uh, think of when they think, how can I get my music out there? But when God gives you a gift, it is meant to be given. And by getting out and just giving it to people, and like we give our music, and my wife does the videos, all the videos you see, the website, my wife does all that. Uh, You give what you can, but you know, just give it away and, and go to charitable places because by being charitable, it'll open up your heart. You know, it's the greatest gift in the Bible. Paul said all the gifts, in the Bible, but the greatest was love and charity, and I believe if a person is charitable, they'll open up their heart, and it'll it'll pass through into their art. My music, a lot of it comes from brokenness in me and brokenness for others, and I want to sing for them. I want to play for them. I want to play to God, and uh, you know, when I went into prison, I would play music, and they would sing with me, and I would write songs, and uh, for them to sing to God. And uh, I learned a lot in prison. And I loved prison because there was no money. There was nothing they, in there but God. And okay. so I, I think charity is just such a huge thing.
0: I hear you. So that might be the one hope. I just want to listen to just a little bit of your song. the link to this song uh on my michelle live don it is always a pleasure to speak with you to get encouragement from you uh, thanks for joining us and we will catch you next time my friend all
1: right thank you so much
0: thank you so much don for joining us today and thank you so much for listening to entertainment review thank you, good stuff. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.